And I'm Luke, and we are here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. <laughs> and we are back. I thought I might have forgotten how to podcast, because it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, same. It's been, what, a week? <laughs> yeah, it feels like longer, though. <laughs> it feels like longer. Well, I guess it's been like a week and a day, which is longer than usual, because it's usually only half a week, so. True. And it's been two but... weeks since our last Riverdale episode, so I know you guys can blame the College Board for holding us hostage yeah. during this time. <laughs> but now we're free, ready to deliver some Riverdale content. Should we just get right into this episode? We should. Okay, so this episode is called Chapter 8, The Outsiders. Um, I don't even know what order we do stuff. I feel like it's been so long. I guess, should we just... I think we do... Do, like, the directors and writers Okay, first. let's do that first. Okay, well, the writer is a new writer, Julia Cohen. She's never been on the show before. And a new director, too, David Katzenberg. Um, I also... This was, like, the first episode where I feel like I noticed, like, a difference in, like, style. It, like, did... F- I, to me, it felt, like, a little different than the other ones. But in a good way, not in a bad way. I don't know. I guess I'm not that observant, but... I don't know. It just, like, felt... A little different. Well, I thought that the writing was a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like, there were some, there were some better lines. There was also some, except, like, like I feel like everyone too. had better lines except for Archie. His yes, lines I would agree with that. Archie's lines were, like, really cheesy. This episode. Yeah. Like, more than usual. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm done with Archie. Yeah, I agree with that. So, in terms of uh, reviews, this episode got 7.29 out of 10 on average, with an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, there's nine fresh reviews to Rotten Reviews, which is pretty low. It's one of the lower ratings. I think that might be the lowest one yet. Yeah, in terms of, like, average average rating. Um, which I don't know if it necessarily deserved that low of a rating it wasn't like my favorite episode but it wasn't my least favorite episode either what do you think uh uh i i don't know if it was my least favorite episode but it was towards the bottom just wasn't that interesting yeah it it was a little boring but i felt like it was like well done like it had some like interesting music choices like in it i feel like which were i no, i really like the soundtrack yeah for this one which actually. gave it like a nice feel but the what was actually going on wasn't necessarily that interesting to me um and then in terms of viewers when it originally aired it got 0.99 million viewers so a slight decline from the last episode but still pretty good i guess I don't really know how to measure that, but <laughs> from what I know. Um, but would you like to tell us about The Outsiders, the movie that this episode yeah. was allegedly based on? <laughs> so this is the first movie that I've actually seen, and yeah. that I feel like is an actual movie that maybe people have seen Pussycats yeah. fight, whatever it's called. <laughs> but this it's is the first like actual movie. popular movie, I think. And I actually 
do notice some parallels between the two, but I'll read the Google description. A teen gang in rural Oklahoma, the Greasers, are perpetually at odds with the socials, a rival group. When Greasers, Ponyboy, and Johnny get into a brawl that ends in the death of a social member, the boys are forced to go into hiding. Soon, Ponyboy and Johnny, along with the intense Dallas and their other Greaser buddies, must contend with the consequences of their violent lives. When some Greasers try to achieve redemption, others meet tragic ends. Yeah, so I feel like it's there. I guess the, like, it's, I can see where they're coming from with that. So, yeah, well, I think the sort of tensions between different socioeconomic groups, like, between the, um, what are they called, the serpents yeah. and the, like, rich Riverdale kids, mm-hmm. um, is somewhat similar to the rivalry between the socials and the greasers, and also... I think there are some parallels with the Blossom-Cooper rivalry, especially how Pauly said that it that's what caused Jason's death. Yeah, which we can get into later. Yes, we'll get um, into that later. Yeah, but I also feel like, like, as a title for the episode, I don't think The Outsiders really works. Like, it doesn't really make sense, other than the fact that it's, like, based on the movie. I guess... Jughead feels like kind of an outsider once everyone points out about his dad. Yeah. But. It just, like, feels like a strange title. And I feel like a lot of these titles feel like strange titles, but it was definitely not something that was (laughs) on my radar when I originally watched it. Like, only after learning that they're based on movies did I, like, realize how bad these titles are for these episodes. (laughs) Um, but should we get into the recap of the episode? Yes. So... It starts off as normal with Jughead's narration, and he's talking about the Cooper family right now, and sort of the whole situation between Jason and Polly, and then we cut to the lodge house, where Sheriff Keller is questioning Polly, but Veronica and Hermione and Betty are all there, and... So Polly tells Sheriff Keller about how Jason made a one-time drug deal with a biker gang who someone says is the Serpents, Um, and well, this was in order to raise money for them to run away together, and then she says that the drugs and also the ring that... I guess it was Nana Rose's ring yeah. that Jason had proposed to Polly with had also burned in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, like, really important information. I feel like this sort of uh, sets up the entire episode in terms of, like, what's going on with the serpents and, like, their investigations. So this is, like, this bit of information is very important to the episode. Um... But then we cut to Jughead and Archie. They're in Archie's room, and Jughead is now living with Archie. Um, And they're just playing video games together. Um, Fred comes up, and Archie's like, oh, you're basically like our third roommate. Um, And we also find out that, I guess, the next day, Fred will be breaking ground on the drive-in. So he's 
going he has the contract from the anonymous buyer and he will be breaking ground for the construction site yeah the third roommate line was i think one of the first of uh, yeah it was a bit weird really bad lines um but also in this scene and in this entire episode they're really trying to play up the bromance between yeah archie and jughead that it's i theoretically like that however it is a little bit difficult to get too attached to that yeah it's like very fast like i feel like i don't know it's a little forced maybe but yeah but i like it it's like nice to see that people are i I like at the beginning of the episode when everything's like going well it's nice to like see those moments yeah before everything comes Um, crashing down so now we have a break room scene where Betty is talking about how Polly thinks that no one wants her baby and then Kevin has kind of a funny line he says besides of course the child snatching blossom monsters well Cheryl's (laughs) like right there there. (laughs) but she's like no that's okay you can say that which I mean I think she understands her parents are crazy (laughs) and then there was another well there's another funny Veronica line because Betty was talking about how this whole situation with her parents and with the Blossoms is impossible. And then Veronica's like, no, a real impossible situation is being invited to the Vanity Vanity Flare. Yeah, so another example. Oscar party. Of that. (laughs) And Elton John's Oscar party on the same night. She's like, I know, because it happened to me once. And then (laughs) Kevin's face. How does she know, like, Elton John? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, yeah how, do, how does she know? Elton like, John, I just don't. But... I feel like she's not connected in that sense. But I guess she <laughs> it is. It is Hiram. Hiram does business with Elton John. Yeah, like poor Elton. That wouldn't John. make any sense. <laughs> um, but Kevin looks very yeah. impressed by that. Kevin fact. is like so enamored. Yes, but then Veronica has the idea to host a baby shower at her house. And invite the Coopers to that as a way... Because Polly is staying at their house, and there's a lot of tension between mm-hmm. Polly and Alice and Hal. So well, they haven't even, this like, would be a way... Other. Yeah, this would be a way to reunite them, but in public, so they can't have, like, a huge blowout. Well, knowing them, they, they can. <laughs> I but. don't think... Yeah, Alice is not shy to huge blowouts in public. <laughs> but, yes. But... It'll make the plan. situation a little bit more civil, hopefully. Yeah. And then also, and we get a scene where she, Veronica, like, calls Jughead um, Betty's boyfriend. Which is, like... Yes. A mo- which is, like, a big deal for, like, three seconds, and then they move on. <laughs> but yes. exciting well, for that. That's, that's why Jughead has to go to the shower. Which is so awkward. I mean, when we get to that scene we can talk about this yeah. but he's like so awkwardly just like standing there it's really like, funny I kind of feel bad for him but um but after veronica makes the comment about jughead being betty's boyfriend they cut to archie's face and i'm just like why do we keep doing this like yeah like obviously why? this relationship is over <laughs> no like, one cares anymore literally nothing between archie and betty so like why do we care at all yeah but Betty seems to be, like, really happy about 
Veronica saying that. Yeah. But then Alice comes in. So she just walks into their school. Yep, I guess. So. I don't know. That's how that <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> and she says, like, she looks very angry, she's very upset, and she wants to talk to Betty and Veronica. Yes. Um, and then we see a quick scene at um Fred's construction site. Um, and I guess, like, the person who was in charge of all of the construction workers comes to tell Fred that the entire crew has quit because they've been promised two years' worth of work by the Blossoms. And so they couldn't turn down that job, and so they will not be able to break ground. And Fred is obviously upset by this. But we will see more of that later on. And then we go back to the school where Paul, or, what's her name? Alice. Alice is there with Betty and Veronica, and she heard from Sheriff Keller that Polly is staying at the lodge's house, and she's obviously very upset about that. And then they tell her about the BB shower idea, but she doesn't really give a yeah. clear answer whether she's going um, but she doesn't love the idea of yeah. throwing a baby shower. Veronica has, like, a really funny face in this <laughs> in this moment. Um, so then we see Archie coming home, I guess from school or practice or something. Um, and Fred is in the kitchen. Um, and Archie thinks something's ups- wrong, like, something's wrong. Um, but Fred doesn't really answer at first. And then he asks, Fred asks about Archie's date with Val, which, like... Did we what? know that they were dating? I don't... Like, maybe we did and I just forgot because it's been a while. But, like, I don't remember. I think dating. this is their way of telling us that it's, like, somewhat official now. Yeah. Like, we knew there was something going on there. Yeah, obviously something was happening. But I guess they're dating now. Although, Val is like, done so dirty in this episode. She literally is in for, like, three seconds and then is... She's, like, like literally gone. the only person <laughs> more boring than Archie. Like, if that's even possible. But she's, like, literally just, like, in it for three seconds and then yeah. out of it. Um, but anyway, that's not even the point of the scene. Um, Fred then, I guess, admits to Archie that money is really tight with the construction business. They're in trouble. And um, this, the Sodale project, which is, like, the construction project that they were going to break ground on, um, was going to be really important for them. Um, and it was going to be a really big project for them. Um, but since it's fallen through and they can't break ground, it's not looking good for them. But Archie, as always, is determined to do the right thing, to make it better, even though he understands nothing, none of what's going on. He's determined to do something about it. So. It's always good, good when Archie yeah. decides Whenever Archie gets involved, <laughs> it's always a good thing. Um... Then we go to the lodge house where Polly and Hermione, Veronica, and Betty are all eating together and they tell Polly about the baby shower idea and Polly's a bit skeptical about whether this is a good idea, but she, yes, (laughs) but she wants the lodges to be there. I'm not entirely sure why, but (laughs) (laughs) Veronica's like, oh, Cheryl will be there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But. You yeah. mean the blossoms? And then, what did I say? I think you said the lodges. Oh, the blossoms. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
and so Veronica says that Cheryl will be there, and Polly wants Penelope to be there as well. So then Hermione. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. She literally. But I guess she just wants everyone to get along. She wants them to be involved in there. But like after what happened at Pops, like I just don't know why she would want her Penelope at all to be involved in raising this kid. Yeah. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. But then Hermione pulls Veronica over because she doesn't think it would be a good idea to have both the Coopers and the Lodges in one space, which is pretty smart. But she also is worried about the Blossoms finding out about the land that they bought because um they don't know or at least we think that they don't know that Hiram was the buyer of the drive-in theater so that's kind of the real reason she doesn't want them to be there well and we find out that the Blossoms were like purposely trying to stop construction by like stalling like by taking the crew from Fred. Yeah. Which okay, this is what I was really confused about. So we f- hear that the crew has 2 years worth of work from the Blossoms. So does that mean that they're lit- like he's literally just having them do like random stuff for 2 years? Like how much hmm. money would that cost for them? To- he was like literally just paying them for 2 years just so that he c- they cannot work in this one thing. Like that's I mean, he's a pretty lot. rich. Maybe that he's they're building him like a new maple factory or something. Yeah, I guess. But or a new house. Maybe they're building Thistle House. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a it's a theory. <laughs> and then Veronica um, also wants Hermione to talk some sense into Alice mother to mother, oh. which Hermione doesn't think will work. Yeah, because Alice and Hermione are such good friends. Yeah, that's really gonna work. Of all people, Alice is really going to take to Hermione. But we will see. Um, So then we see Fred, and he is going to the Blossoms to confront them about the construction crew that they stole from him. Um, And we find out that the land where they, like, where the, where Fred's construction company would be breaking ground is where the Blossoms started their maple empire. Which I don't really understand how that. Yeah, why don't they sell it? Then why did it get turned <laughs> like, into a drive-in theater? Yeah, I'm really confused by that. But <laughs> um, the apparently the mysterious buyer, who we all know is Hiram, um, took it from them without them being able to buy it back. I guess I don't really know. Um, but Clifford wants to bleed the buyer out um, because he thinks that they don't have a lot of money. For some reason, I don't really know why. Like, all of this doesn't really make that much sense to me. But apparently by stalling the construction, they can bleed them out. But then Fred is angry because he's obviously getting caught in the crossfire of all of this. Um, And he's like, I'm going to come at you with everything I have, which is, like, literally nothing. Like, he has nothing. (laughs) Yeah. um, Which is kind of Clifford is like... (laughs) What's that? Uh, Clifford just does not seem very threatened at all. Yeah, which, I mean, if he can afford to hire a construction crew for two years straight, like, I think he's doing pretty okay. Um, but then Fred is talking with Hermione um, about the whole situation back at his trailer. Um, and Hermione 
like checks to make sure that Clifford doesn't know who the buyer is because obviously it's her and her husband. Um, and I guess she doesn't want Clifford to know. Which, like, I don't even know why Clifford wants the land in the first place. But anyway, um, Archie shows up at the uh, trailer and he's with a bunch of his friends, including Kevin and Jughead and some other people. Moose. Oh, yeah, Moose. One, like, random guy. Yeah. Um, And they say that they are his new crew. Um, Which... (laughs) What? Does it make sense? Because we've already talked about this so much, but Archie does not have time for more extracurriculars. Like, he's yeah, already stretched music way and too thin. Like and whatever. Well, I don't remember the other dating things he Val. Does, but... Like, he didn't do any of that yeah. this episode. But, like, he already does not have enough time. And Fred even points that out. He's like, don't you not have time for this? Like, don't you have to be at football practice? He's like, oh, no, I'll just do it after football practice. So I guess, like, music is out the window. I mean, there's, like, no discussion of music in this episode. But there is, there's that one. We'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, but, but just, I'm don't like, these other guys have better things to do with their lives too? Yeah, especially like they're high school students. Like they have a lot going on. They have yeah, are homework. they good at construction? And also, like, requires, yeah, Archie's the only one that's ever done skill. construction before. So like, I just don't understand how this would work. But I'm also not convinced that Kevin or Jug had. Like, I get that Moose and that other football player guy may be good at construction, but I'm really not convinced that Jughead or Kevin yeah. but would be very helpful. Desperate times comes from com- calls for desperate calls measures. For- <laughs> yes. So uh, they have to go with it, I guess. Um, then Alice and Hermione have a little chat at Pops, mm-hmm. and... Alice is like, don't you love doing this to me? Like, you're keeping your my daughter from me, whatever. Um, and Alice wants Polly to come home. And Hermione says, you should come to the shower. If you're not there, you're going to regret it. You should be there for your daughter. Yeah. And Alice is, like, thinking about it. So, clearly the mother-to-mother situation actually did work better than... Yeah, it did totally blow up or anything. Yeah. Um, so then we go back to the construction site. Um, one of the guys says, like, the construction is better than the weight room. I think it was Moose. Which I was just like... <laughs> that was kind of funny. Okay, if you it's say probably, so. It's probably kind of true, though. I mean, I think it might be more fu- fun. I don't know. Well, you think it's, it's like, more pretty effective? Good. Like, better yeah. at building strength? But you're I not doing, like, be. targeted exercises you're just doing like but you're whatever. you're working your whole body they're like lifting rocks well yeah that's how archie got his abs over the summer so <laughs> <laughs> clearly it worked for archie so they can they can all get out so yeah um everyone has the chance um and then one of them i don't know which one but i think, I think this it is might like be the, the random yeah it says that yeah. kevin should join the the football team because he's looking buff and then he says something about like he prefers contact sports to be one-on-one, like, boxing. <laughs> which I'm like, is this a gay joke? Like, I guess so. I just, like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, it's I just... thought that was kind of funny. But then I was like, why did you say boxing? I guess there's just, like, a big obsession with boxing. Right yeah, I, mean, I think it's um, a foreshadowing to season three. Two. I um, season two. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. We have to deal with that soon. Um, so then we also get, like, a bonding moment with Archie and Jughead. They, they're they both, like, realizing that their pa- 
their father's paths are not the right ones for them. Um, Archie really loves his dad, but he doesn't want to do construction later in his life. And Jughead's like, I'm like, I have to distance myself from my dad. So they're really bonding over that, like, similar trait between them. They're really similar. Yeah. They're, like, the same person. (laughs) Um, And then it's the end of the workday, and they're, like, all on the trailer, and Moose realizes he left his phone outside. So he goes back to get his phone, and he sees these, like, random people just, like, destroying their equipment um, with, like, crowbars. And then... I guess they all hear it and they all go out and then Moose is just like lying there bloody on the ground because they like beat they him. They were with like crowbars. attacking him with their crowbar. Like what? Um no one is that concerned. I feel like like they were like I don't know. It was like just... yeah for Moose is like <laughs> I mean like Fred was just like stay down Moose, stay down and that was like it. And then um I guess someone calls the police because um, the only police officer in town, Sheriff Keller, comes, um, and he, um, well, so Fred thinks that it was the Blossoms because of his interaction well, that's with what... the Blossoms oh, earlier yeah, yeah. on, but, um, Sheriff Keller doesn't think that's very realistic, and then Archie suspects it was the Southside Serpents, um, and then also something that Moose said when they got to him is that as long as they keep working, they will keep coming back. So clearly, so clear somebody doesn't want they're the construction trying to, to happen. Stall construction, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Archie also gets a little bit angry about the way Sheriff Keller is handling the situation. Yeah. He was saying, "If it were the like, if my dad was Clifford Blossom, you would be." handling this better you would be trying harder um which i don't know if that's like i didn't get that impression from that like that kind of didn't make sense to me but i mean it's probably true because if if clifford blossom wanted to get sheriff keller fired like he probably could yeah i bet he does have that much power in riverdale and fred does not but it wasn't but sheriff keller doesn't come off as someone that's like that corrupt or anything like it doesn't seem like he's i think it came uh, that scene to me played more like archie was just mad about it and was trying to like come up with a reason to Mm -hmm. justify his anger but it wasn't like the most true i don't know and one more significant thing is after archie suggests that it could have been the serpents Jughead says that when he was at the drive-in, they never bothered him. So clearly, Jughead is trying to defend them or deflect yeah. blame from them. In Which some we'll way. see later on, too. But then there's a scene with Polly, Betty, and Veronica, and Polly asks if her mom is coming to the baby shower. They just say she's invited. We don't know if she is going to come or not. And then Polly tells Belly. Betty. <laughs> she tells Betty that she wants her to be her baby's godmother. And so they have like a little sweet moment. They it seems hug, like Veronica's like then... the most excited about this out of everyone involved. Veronica's just like, OMG! <laughs> um, yeah. She's just like kind of, she doesn't seem to be bothered by the fact that she's kind of just like sitting on the outskirts of like this sweet intimate moment, but yeah, it was a little awkward for her, but she... Nothing's awkward for her, I guess. 
Um, so then we get our one scene with Val. Archie's like in his bedroom with her, and I guess Val is just trying to like really get to Archie, but Archie's just like he's so his mind is so preoccupied thinking about this construction thing. Like he has to make it right, and he's like, I can't just like tell you about it. I need to do something about it. So once again, Archie is taking initiative. Which I guess it did work the last time he did it this episode, but when was last time? When he got the whole construction crew. Oh, questionable plan, but it ended up working out for a friend. That was it worked out temporarily. Um, but I mean that was a lot better plan than his next plan. Yes. Um, but after he says like I can't just be talking about this, I have to do something. Val's like hopefully not something you'll regret, which. I guess maybe Val does understand Archie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which, that was a a good... Good comment. (laughs) Good comment. However, I'm not sure Archie was listening to it. Uh, But then, so Archie just runs straight to Pops, where Betty, Veronica, and Jughead are hanging out, and their conversation is kind of funny. Uh, Someone, I think it was Betty, was like, oh, poor Moose. And then Jughead's like, his name is Moose. He'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Archie, also, like, it's weird that Betty, Veronica, and Jughead are just, like, the three of them hanging out. Like, I kind of like it. It's kind of, like, Veronica's, like, third wheeling on for them. Yeah, but Veronica's never awkward. Yeah, so. So, it's fine. I feel like it would make more sense if Kevin was there. But. It would. But, so Archie just, like, barges in there. He's kind of upset. And he's like, Jughead, I've been texting you. What the (laughs) hell? And then... Betty's like, oh, Jughead told us what happened with the construction site. And then, wait, this this part actually caused me to laugh out loud. I don't know why I thought it was so funny. But um, Veronica was like, I checked out at the worst construction <laughs> site. Yeah. Which I'm like, this um, is like kind of important. So I feel like maybe you should be paying attention to this. Well, I'm guessing she didn't actually check out, but like, yeah. I feel like it's kind of like insensitive to be like, yeah, I just decided I didn't really care that like your dad's construction <laughs> company is like being vandalized. But. Yeah, I think that Veronica did get some good lines in this episode, and they weren't like super like weird lines with like r- random references that nobody understands. Like yeah, but they both, made a little bit more sense. Both this one and like the Vanity Fair or Vanity Flare lines, both of them Vanity I feel like Flair. I'm like maybe you shouldn't have said that. Like just for like the yeah, maybe like not the right time. <laughs> yeah, not the read the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Um. So, Archie says Moose and I are going to the South Side to find the serpents. So. Archie's kind of making me mad. Like, why is he just assuming that they're serpents? Because there, there was literally a better explanation for it. Like, okay, Clifford Blossom could potentially have hired serpents, but, but I don't think it's serpents who just, like, are angry about the drive-in theater. Like, or, or, I it, guess I really have nothing to base that off of, but it, But it seems like the Clifford the Blossom serpents. theory is way more credible than the just random yeah. serpents coming to town want to create trouble. Like, that seems yeah. way more logical than the other theory, but for some reason Archie is assuming the serpents are the ones that did it. <laughs> but he says Kevin's boyfriend can yeah. get them into the spot Which I where guess they they're hang out. Date, I guess they're officially... That's like the second boyfriend announcement that's 
sort of just casually thrown in there. Wait, and also Archie sure. Val. It's like the third one. There's like all oh, of yeah. these announcements that are just sort of going <laughs> under the radar. Um, and also, it's just so but... weird to see Archie like <laughs> refer to um, Joaquin like, oh, Kevin's boyfriend can get us in there. <laughs> it's just like really funny. Um, but then Jughead does make a comment like, we don't know if they're serpents, which again kind of fits with how Jughead's been acting this but entire also, episode. Like, good point. Like, I but mean, he's trying to really protect the point. serpents, but, like, valid point. Yeah, yeah. And Betty says, the serpents are dangerous, they're drug dealers, and Jughead's like, what? Like, says who? And Betty says, Polly, and then he, she's like, remember when Trev told us about Aww, Jason, Trev. Jason's <laughs> drug dealing? So I, I appreciated that Trev got, like, a little mention there. Um, uh... And then Jughead tells Archie that it's a bad idea, which it is a bad idea. Yeah, he's being a good it's friend by telling him the idea. truth. But yes, and Archie's then close-minded. Yes, Archie's to like, "Are you coming with me or not?" And then Jughead doesn't say anything, so he says, "Thanks for having my back." Yeah. Um, so Archie's so mad. So unnecessary. Unnecessary. Like the fight is dumb. Like. Jughead is making Jughead good is points, right. and you're just not listening to him, <laughs> and then you're mad at him, but whatever. Um, so they do go to the White Worm, which is the Serpent Bar, um, I guess. Uh, Joaquin, Kevin goes to, yeah. Yeah, so Kevin, Joaquin, Archie, and is there anyone else with them? Moose. Oh, and Moose, yeah, because they're going to try and see if Moose can recognize any of the serpents as the people that vandalized the thing is, the, before the he said he didn't get a good look at them so I don't know how he's going to recognize them but <laughs> well, just then, another flaw in Archie's plan yeah Archie but the, also the issue is that like Moose and Joaquin and Kevin are going along with this plan like that's dumb and then it, none of them seem too excited about it but they're just like whatever yeah, like why do his plan and then also I'm just really confused why um, Joaquin would be like, oh yeah, I'll just bring you guys into the serpent bar. Like, wouldn't you lose yeah. your serpent cred- like credibility? Shouldn't they also be asking, if they're worried that a serpent didn't, shouldn't they be asking Joaquin? Yeah, yeah like, if they trust him enough to like info? get inside to the serpent bar, then like, wouldn't he know if the serpent's, like, it doesn't make any sense. Or wouldn't he be trying to cover it up if he knew that they did? Like, he'd protect his And then I'm also confused, is Joaquin just okay with the fact that he's in a relationship with Kevin and, like, all the serpents know about that? Because I thought that was something he was trying to keep on the DL. But I guess not. I don't know. Anyway. There's a lot of problems, but they're in the white worm. We get this, uh, it's very spooky. There's, like, real snakes in there. Um, and also all three of them, excluding Joaquin, just look very out of place in this bar. Archie's um, wearing his Letterman jacket, of course. Of course. Um, also, another thing, aren't they in a bar? Like, are they allowed to be in a bar if they're under 21, like, without an adult? But anyway, um, Archie, uh, well, so Moose thinks it may be one of these, one of the guys who has his back turned. So Archie, like, goes up to him and basically confronts him. We find out his name is Mustang. Um, and they're literally what? about to get in a physical fight, which Archie would definitely what? lose like, because there's, like, serpents. This guy did it. There's serpents this all over the place. This wasn't even the guy who did it. Yeah, it wasn't. But they're about to get into a fight what? when lucky Archie 
luckily for Archie, FP, like, comes out from, like, another room in the bar and is, like, Mustang, like, it's okay, I know him. Um, and so, basically, I mean, if they didn't know FP and FP had not walked out in that exact moment, like... They would be dead. Yeah, that would have ended very poorly. But, um, FP wants to talk to all of them, um, specifically Archie, um... And Archie obviously finds out that FP is a serpent, which I guess we already knew, but it was like, didn't really occur to me that the other characters didn't know that, I guess. It, like, it, Archie was like surprised, and I, I was like, oh, I thought we already knew that. But I guess, whatever. I guess, why didn't Fred know? Because FP has been a serpent for like, like a really long time. I think Fred That's thought he was like... a serpent and then left. But uh, he's actually more involved than he thought. Um,. And so Archie, because FP is a serpent, thinks that FP is out to get Fred. He's, like, one of the vandals, like, causing trouble with the equipment. Um, but FP says he would never do that. And he also called Fred to pick Archie up from the white worm. Mm-hmm. So Fred arrives, and he's looking pretty pissed. Yeah. Um, but then we go to the baby shower, and there's just a bunch of women there, and then there's Jughead. <laughs> so it doesn't really make sense why Jughead had to go if he's Betty's boyfriend, but nobody else, like not even Alice, invited her husband, or like there's just no Literally, other Literally, there's there. no other, yeah, like I don't understand why Jughead had to go. But, but I thought it was kind of funny to see it Jughead was, there. Was there was a sweet moment between Jughead and... Um, and, and Betty. Betty. So, it was worth it. Yeah. Betty was like, oh, wait, like, thanks for being here. It's not really, like, your place. And he's like, oh, like, what did he say? <laughs> he's like, a he's like, he's like, it's on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, throw a baby shower or something. I don't know. Um, but then Alice arrives, and she's being really nice. She walks up to Polly, and Polly seems very unsure at first, but she says, I'm glad you're here, I'm glad you're safe, both you and the baby are safe, and then they hug, have a nice little moment, Yeah. but then <laughs> Cheryl well, and the whole Blossom Penelope <laughs> and Nana Rose yeah. arrive, um, Cheryl so announces to everybody, she's like, <laughs> she's like, we're here, <laughs> and she walks in with this like big old-fashioned baby carriage which yep. why why did why does polly want that i'm not sure um <laughs> don't think she does and um polly makes some comments like oh that was like so expensive like just, you like to do that comment to make but whatever <laughs> yeah and then Cheryl's like, oh, like, it's okay, you just have to make me godmother. And then she's like, just kidding. But then she was like, oh, no, not really kidding. <laughs> just making things um, uncomfortable. But, yeah. Especially because she just made Betty her godmother. But, or the kid's <laughs> godmother. Um, but then Penelope comes up to Polly and she kind of apologizes. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a half assed apology. But yeah. then Alice sort of reacts to this. But Betty keeps <laughs> her back, tries to keep her calm. She's like, think happy thoughts. So yeah. clearly there's some tensions that will be rising sooner or <laughs> than later at this baby shower. 
But before we get to the rest of the baby shower, we see another scene of the white worm. This time, Fred and FP are sort of arguing. Um, FP well, kind of finds out about Fred's um, money problems at the construction site and says, like, it's not me. Um, like, and it's not, like, my problem. But he does want to kind of help Fred find a crew. Um and, and find out who did it. Yeah. So they're still on good-ish terms. Um, and then also FP's like, you might want to keep an eye on Archie too. Except... Because he's not in the car. Like yeah, he literally. Before. He turns around and Archie's not in the car. Which, like, where is he Which is so gone? stupid. Like, obviously where he's going to... Uh, he went to the baby shower. I don't think we shower. ever found out. He goes to the baby shower. Oh. Oh, oh, <laughs> So I guess oh he just, God. like, ran to the baby shower. I don't understand. I, I literally hate Archie so much for that. Especially anyway. in this scene. Yeah, when he gets to the... Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about there. that in, like, two seconds. But first, we'll um, talk about Nana Rose using her crystals. Yeah. Oh, so this was just, like, a classic Nana Rose moment. <laughs> she had this necklace that she was giving to Polly, but she's like, this necklace reads the babies. <laughs> What's the word? Spirits? Soul or yeah. souls or something. Yeah, yeah. And or, predicts the yeah. predicts the sex of the baby. So she's like holding up this necklace and then she's like, It's twins. Oh my god. Um one of each. <laughs> um yeah. so how Nana Rose knew this is well, we don't know if it's true yet. Off-putting. But we'll find out We don't out know soon. if it's true yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and that, um, and what's funny is Alice is standing off to the side, and she makes like some comment about how this is like cultism. Yeah. Which is just kind of funny. Um, Given later events. <laughs> Yeah. If you know, you know. And then Archie shows. Then. Oh wait, no. First well, no. We get... First, they're all like sitting in a circle doing gifts, and there's actually a pretty sweet moment where Polly opens this nightlight from, or no, Alice, no Polly. Oh yeah. my god, I'm confusing all of their names. Polly opens this nightlight from Alice that was Polly's when she was little, and she loved it. It made her feel safe and. So it was a pretty sweet moment. And Alice is, like, and really even, even Hermione makes a comment about, like, how that was a really nice gift. Yeah. And then, who barges in the door but Archie. Which is, like, we just don't need Archie That's to show so up. so inappropriate. Yeah. Like, He's that's like, just not cool. This couldn't wait. Like, this is like, already a pretty precarious situation. Yeah, like, we don't so, need you coming into your... Yeah. Like, you could call Jughead and be like, we need to talk. Can you come outside and talk to me? But you don't just, like, barge into the door. Um, yeah. But he... The thing is, it, like, seems like they're kind of making a scene, but it also seems like everyone is at the shower, except for Betty and Veronica, like, don't really notice that much. So they yeah. both come up to Jug and Archie, but Archie starts saying, you were protecting him, that's why you didn't want to come with me because your dad is a serpent which both Betty and Veronica didn't know, so Betty looks kind of surprised. Um, But Veronica's like, you, like, have to... You can't do this here. Like, this is Betty... Or this is Polly's day. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. Um, So Archie leaves, 
and then we see that the blossoms give <laughs> yeah. Polly this like antique rocking horse like yeah, toy rocking horse so thing weird. that's like a little bit weird i don't know why she wants that <laughs> i don't know why she wants any of their gifts we get a really good um, alice quote what's right. alice quote? so she says alice is like do you think you could just waltz in here with a bed bug infested trojan horse wave a <laughs> blank check and steal my daughter so i think that was good i like well, actually alice is growing on me in this episode this is a really good alice episode um like you see but, her struggle, but she's like growing, so it's yeah. I think that's kind of a turning point for her character, but we'll we'll definitely get to like the big Alice moment, moment a little bit later. But Cheryl invited when they gave her the present. Cheryl invited Polly to come stay with them, and Penelope echoed that offer. Mm-hmm. She said, "Yeah, like come," and that that's when the argument officially erupts between Alice and Penelope but then Polly gets really angry and she says this is why Jason is dead this hate between the families like if you guys aren't like this he may still be alive today um I just don't really understand that well I guess they would have never had to run away they could be more open about their relationship and about their oh I get okay so that makes more sense I was just like really confused how that like related to that but I guess that makes sense. Okay. Um, and then... Then we cut to the end of the baby shower. Everybody's left, but Polly and Alice and Betty are still there. And Paul, Alice tries to apologize to Polly. Um, but then Polly starts to get really upset about how they sent her away, which is totally fair because yes. that was like a terrible thing that they did. Yeah. Um, but Alice is like, we never wanted you to feel lonely or unwanted or unloved. Um, and Alice is trying to get Polly to come home. She says, you're never going to feel like that again in her house. Like, and then Polly says, what about dad? He's not going to make another appointment, is he? So we find out and Betty and Alice didn't know this, but Hal had made an appointment for Polly to talk with a doctor. They never say the word abor- abortion, but it's yeah. clear Imply. that that's what the appointment would have been for. Yeah, And it seems like he made an appointment not just to like talk about getting an abortion, but like for her to get an abortion. Yeah, um, and it was like pressing, which, pressuring Which, without consulting her. her yeah. Which, of course, I mean, of course it's good to give her all of her options, but but it's terrible like, that he would just do make that. her an appointment to a doctor to talk about her different options, but you can't yeah. force her to do that. That's her own decision. Yeah. Um, but how, or not how, Alice and Paul or and Betty seem pretty surprised by this because they hadn't, they hadn't heard about this before. Yeah. Um, so then we see Archie getting home from the baby shower, I guess. Um, and Fred is there. I'm like surprised Fred is not more mad at him because he literally like ran out of the car. But um, yeah. Archie's like, it doesn't matter like what I'm doing or that it's reckless because I'm just trying to help. Which like he needs to learn his lesson. He won't learn it anytime soon, but he needs to learn his lesson that like maybe you shouldn't just be reckless because you should think things through a little bit more. Um, but then they have this like kind of dumb heart to heart moment. Um, Archie's like. 
like I can't I don't want to follow your path but like maybe my kid will follow your path like how cool would that oh be and I'm like no one is that buying this but the worst line of the entire episode he was like what if I have a kid yeah, and they I'm hate like... music but they want they love building houses and they want to do what grandpa does yeah I'm like what? no what? I just think it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make it sense. Zero sense like I don't know what point he was trying to make and also, like, doesn't even connect to, like, what they're talking about. Like, it just, like, it was bad. So, that's really all that we have there. <laughs> um, then Jughead is still there, and, well, it, it was kind of weird, because Betty walked, like, shut the door of a bedroom, oh, the... she walked out, and she's like, Paul, I got Polly asleep now, so she's kind of acting like Polly's yeah, a baby or something. Yeah, like, at I the... found out end of the baby shower yeah i found that to be a little bit yeah i was like is she your like child (laughs) like it sounded like she was like talking about like the baby or something and was jughead still there throughout that whole conversation maybe he was in the bathroom or something polly alice and betty because that's a pretty intense moment i feel like he shouldn't have been there for that pretty personal moment well, it also seems like Veronica is still in the house theoretically. Well, and, it's her like, house Hermione, so, like, and Hermione. Clearly, it's there's a big people house, there. Though. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. Um. Then Jughead says, "I should have told you about my dad." I guess he didn't tell her because he was ashamed. And Betty's not angry about it, but she wants them to be honest with them from with each other. Um. And she also wants them to go talk with FP about Jason because Jason was dealing drugs for the serpents. Yeah. Um, so then they go to FP's trailer together and FP basically just tells them what we already knew. He needed money to get away. It was a one-time thing. Um, yeah. And they figured he just took off with their stash but until the body was found. And Jughead is like, did you tell the cops about this? And Effie's like, what do you think? Like, no, we didn't tell them. Yeah. And he said, well, they should be coming to talk to you soon because Polly told them. Yeah. Um, and then Jughead asks him... Did you have anything to do with this death? Yeah. And like, Effie says... Very directly. FP says, I'm like I'm not perfect, but I'm no killer. Yeah. And but clearly there's something going on because Well we I, know I remember some, if it was the last episode yeah, or the one. The before end of that, the last where, episode. Where, where he, we saw that he is the jacket. Yeah, so clearly something is going on with FP that he's not on. talking about. Um and then after this when they're like walking to the car, Betty like asks if Jughead if um if he believes his dad and Jughead said he does and then Jughead asked Betty if he believes she believes his dad and she says she believes Jughead and if Jughead believes him then she'll believe him too which is sweet but and then they kiss it's yeah a cute moment whatever it's like a it's very extended um like kissing sequence <laughs> um but then we get the big Alice this is this scene. I really scene. love this scene. This is a really great scene. Um, and so Alice goes is home, um, and she's talking to Hal, and she basically confronts him about setting up the abortion appointment for Polly. 
Um, and she says, you did to Polly exactly what you did to me, which I was, I'm not 100% We don't sure. get a lot of We don't get details. And we'll I think, find out a little bit more about that later. Yeah, their relationship is more strained than we originally thought it was. Um, Hal, like, accuses her of or overreacting, and they get into this humongous fight. Um, and Alice is, or Hal is like, I will not be part of raising a child with blossom blood. And Alice, who is now on board with raising the child with Polly, um, basically tells him to get out of the house before she does something that they'll both regret. Um, which, I don't know exactly what she's implying there, but... Um, she says, I think you yeah. know what I'm capable of. Just, I'm like, and then he's like, what, what would the neighbors say? <laughs> and she's like, I don't care anymore. Um, and... So she basically tells him to leave the house. I don't exactly... So she's implying that she's, I don't know, some sort of violent history. Not entirely sure what she's referencing there. I guess yeah. maybe we'll find out. Um, and then he leaves the house. This was also what I was confused about. He leaves the house. He's like on his way out. But then he goes up the stairs. And so I was really well, confused He must be getting that. his stuff. Like, I guess he's moving out. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Or is he just leaving yeah. for the night? Like, I guess No, he's... I think he's moving out. And it's a pretty intense scene. She's screaming at him. Yeah. She's pushing him. And it's a scene where you, I feel like at least I really root for Alice in this scene. Yeah, and I too. remember pretty vividly the first time that I watched this. Because up to this point, like, Alice is kind of a villain. And how it's not necessarily the good guy, but he's maybe more neutral but at this point yeah. I feel like it kind of Shifts. flips and we start to like Alice more and we start to realize that maybe Hal is the one even though Alice certainly has her issues maybe Hal is the one that's behind the worst parts of the whole situation yeah yeah this definitely makes you not like Hal for sure yeah um, then we go to the Andrew's house. Archie's playing the guitar, doing a little finger picking. Mm-hmm. And Jughead walks in and they have a little moment. He says, I should have trusted you. And he says, I was just afraid that what you were saying, that it was the serpents, I was afraid that that was true. Um, and then Archie's just like, I get that. I'm like, no, you need to apologize for what you did. (laughs) I know. You are not getting away with this. (laughs) And he's like, you can talk to me about this. He's like, you're like, and then he like pauses for a moment. It's really dramatic. We're like, hmm, what is he going to say? And and he's like, you're like, you're like my brother. Oh my God. And then Jughead is like, you are my brother. (laughs) I don't like this because... Now Archie just gets away with what he did with no, no consequences. And this is why he doesn't learn his lesson is because no one actually ever tells him that what he's doing is bad. Like, or at least, like, had made him apologize. Like, I... Because uh, even though Jughead was, like, pro- not in... Like, not... It wasn't great that he was, like, sort of covering up the fact that his dad was a serpent. Like, that's understandable. But, like, Archie... It's his business. Like, no, he's Yeah, it's, like, his own personal business. And also, like, even though his advice was um, impacted by 
the fact that his dad was a serpent, it doesn't mean that it was bad advice. It was good advice. Yeah, like, yeah. He, it was still like he was telling him the logical thing that Archie should do in that situation. So I just... Uh, he needs to hold also, Archie Also, someone needs to get mad about Archie for crashing the baby shower. Yeah, there needs to be more consequences. He should be forced to, like, that. apologize to Polly. Well, that doesn't... I, mean, I don't think that really matters. <laughs> I don't think Polly cares, actually. I don't even know if Polly noticed, but I was angry but apologize to Betty, because that was a stressful situation for Betty to be in. Already, without Archie so, even showing up. Yeah. Yeah. I think he should, like, issue a public apology for everything he's he done. He should have a press <laughs> conference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know, he knows how to who to get in touch with if he needs to host a press conference. <laughs> anyway, that was a very small scene, but we talked about it for a while. Um, <laughs> anyway, then we get a scene um, with FP in his trailer, and Joaquin is there. Um, so they're obviously both serpents, um, oh. and FP is saying that they need to be careful um, because cops might come around because because they're tied up in this murder investigation. Um, and he throws Joaquin this big, I guess, well, like, duffel? we see him putting the Letterman jacket, Jason's Letterman jacket, in oh, a duffel bag, and that. he throws it. Okay, yeah, he throws the, it to Joaquin. And he says, like, keep this safe. Um, okay, that makes more sense. I thought it was, like, cash in there, but that wouldn't actually make any sense. Okay, yeah, so he throws Joaquin the duffel, and says, put it away. And then we also find out that Kevin and Joaquin's relationship is sort of just fake because Joaquin needs to get inside information into the sheriff's investigations. And so this is like an inside line into the sheriff's house. Which it doesn't really seem like Joaquin has gotten very much information about the investigations this far. But Joaquin says he likes me for real so i yeah. get the sense that well, joaquin, this is a plan orchestrated by the serpents but joaquin does actually like kevin well yeah joaquin says he like feels bad because kevin is actually invested in this relationship and it seems like joaquin is also invested in the relationship but maybe not ready to admit it yet so oh that's so. why he was okay with bringing him oh yeah i guess probably all this i didn't make that connection <laughs> Because it's... Yeah. But, like, wouldn't Kevin be suspicious then? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Kevin's Poor Kevin. Kevin doesn't always make like, the best decisions. Well, also, he's just, like, a puppet. Like, everyone just uses him for whatever yeah, they want. Like, he deserves better. Like, FP is using him. Archie's using him to get into the serpent bar. Like, no one actually cares about him, what Kevin thinks. So, poor Kevin. He only gets to shine okay. during the musical episodes. <laughs> And even then, he's not even in the musicals. Yeah, he's just the director. Yeah. Um, but then we see Fred and Hermione walking on the construction site. They're both wearing hard hats. So it goes really nicely with I think Hermione's it, I think curls. they were doing. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was like a groundbreaking thing. Or I don't know. Or I guess they're. Well, they were like, okay, we have a two-man crew now. I'm like, I, so I'm like, I that's, a, that's a really good idea. Doing any real work there, but okay. yeah. <laughs> Um, so. And then FP shows up with some serpents and he says, like, we'll be your crew now. They One of the serpents has a moment. jean jacket serpent jacket, which I've never seen before. Oh, I didn't it's know It's like that. a balloon jean jacket with the serpent's logo on the back. Mm-hmm. Never seen that before. Um, but then FP and Hermione have a little chat. I feel like Fred should be suspicious that 
there is something happening with FP and yeah. Hermione. I don't mean anything romantic, but, like, there's just some tension there. Or, like, something's going on between them. Just something going mean, on? I mean, they are theoretically, like, old friends from high school, so it, like, could make sense, but it does seem a little suspicious. Especially what about Hermione and FP together? What? Like, romantically. What do you think oh. of Hermione and FP together romantically? I feel like I that feel like actually I could see work. That. Yeah. <laughs> then um, Jughead and Veronica would be step-siblings. <laughs> <laughs> then we could get some, like, more moments. We'd force them together so we could, like, really see them interact. <laughs> I feel like that would be, like, a really funny family dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. Um... Wow. Anyway. But then, anyways, so Hermione and FP are talking, and FP tells Hermione that he asked around about the guys, and they were some guys up in Montreal connected to some prison, I guess. So we find out that, at least most likely, Hiram was the one who sent them because he had found out about the affair between Fred and Hermione. And FP is like, Clearly, Hiram knows, so the question is, how did he find out? Like, who ratted them out? Who ratted him out? Yeah. Um, And then we get our final scene. This is sort of a lot going on, but um, Betty tells Polly that she should come home, but um, we see Polly taking a cab to Thornhill instead, which, like, I don't... So, somehow she decides she wants to live with the Blossoms. I, like... I get maybe neither of them sound that appealing to you. So then stay with Hermione. Like, stay with the Lodges then. Like, that honestly seems like... I mean, not like the Lodges are the greatest family either, but... But, like, from what she's seen, like, they honestly are pretty hospitable. And also, it's the nicest house, I think, so... I would stay there if I were her. But anyway, (laughs) um, Alice is very upset by this. She's, like, crying, holding a a family photo... And then oh, Betty and apologizes Betty and... to her and is yeah, like, I'm sorry that I couldn't moment. get her to come. Like, I'm really, like, feeling it for Alice in this moment. Yeah. And then we get the Blossoms welcoming Polly home to their their mansion. And it's, like, so clear they have ulterior motives. Like, they are just not. Like, you can yeah. never trust them. They always look suspicious. Because they always are suspicious. So it's just bad news for Polly all around. She made... The worst of the three decisions, of three places she could be living right now, she made the worst choice. Especially because Hal isn't even living in the house anymore, so literally she has nothing to be worried about anymore. But that is the decision she ended up making. And that is the episode. I feel like the more we talked about it, the the more I realized that a lot of things were just going on. I like didn't realize how passionate I felt about, passionately I felt about this episode until we discussed it. Yeah, me neither. I didn't realize how mad at Archie I was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or how much I how much I loved Alice in this episode. Yeah, it really took me like discussing it to dive deep into this episode. Yeah. But I'm glad we were <laughs> able to do it. Um and we should be back on Sunday with more regularly scheduled pop culture content. We're trying to get back on our yeah. Schedule. I I actually thought of a new segment that we could do. That could be a part of our pop culture episodes. It can be like we go over all of the people who were trending like their name was trending is over party on twi- Twitter <laughs> each week. 
because this I past like week that. it was like a whole like there was like Lana Del Rey, Doja Cat. I think like Chris Evans was on there for a second. There was just, like Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, literally Jimmy everyone Fallon. was like it was okay. Just, like, let's do it. That sounds storm. fun. <laughs> so I feel like we should dive into it. And also, I'm seeing conspiracies on Twitter that like random people are just like getting random people to start trending like their name is over party trending on twitter even though they didn't do anything because half the time you can't even find out why they're why they're canceled so i'm like and then there's like conspiracies that it's just like some like the russian government or something is like starting I, i don't know it's a whole thing we can get into it in our episode sometime we can discuss whether they're actually over or if it was just started by some random group um, but until our next episode, you can find us on social media. Um, we have Instagram and Twitter. They're both Pops Pop Culture. And you can send us an email at popsandpopculture@gmail.com, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Write us a review. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us if you're listening on Spotify. All of that. And we will see you on Sunday. Uh, Bye. 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 Bye.